What's up, motherfuckers, and welcome back to that fucking podcast with your host, that fucking guy, L.J. Sullivan. Hey, everybody, that's me. What's up, you guys? It has been a fucking minute. Housekeeping time. It's episode 7. It's 11.37 a.m., uh, July 17th, 2020. It's been a minute since episode six. Uh, what happened, LJ? What happened? Well, as I anticipated, life got in the way. So I was kind of just living off those pre-records, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but we have gotten to the point where, uh, as I'm recording this, episode five is out, uh, episode six is still in the bank, and I was like, if I release episode six without re- recording episode seven, what was the point of banking episodes fucking to begin with? This might be mark uh, the beginning of season two. Season one was oh, only got picked up for six episodes. We didn't know how it was going to go. The boys upstairs were real iffy on the whole premise. It seemed rather amorphous at the time, but then, you know, season one hit real hard. Everybody was a fan. People were talking about it, so we had to pick it up for season two. What's up, everybody? Back on the mic. Uh, So I'm sitting here. I got my coffee. I'm doing my whole Clancy thing, recording the space cast. If you haven't watched the Midnight Gospel yet, I don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life in quarantine. Yes, COVID-19 is still a thing. My country, America, is pretending like it's not a thing. If we have international listeners, we don't. Uh, one day we will. Um, what's it like to be free? <laughs> what's What's it like to to fucking to be able to go places and do things out there in the rest of the world? I'll never know because you're not gonna. I guess. Is it time to start standing in line to get into different countries? No, no, I refuse to do it. I refuse to leave because that's what they want. That's what those white supremacist bastards want. They want everybody else to leave so that then it's just America land of the idiots. No, no, I refuse. See, so, all right, hold on. Housekeeping. What has been going on since the last time I talked to you? I have so many, so many notes, so many things. Like I said, life got in the way. So what's life? What's been going on? Well... Um, first things first, I fucking got a job. Um, remember how I was complaining about having to look for a job in the pandemic? Found a job in the pandemic. Um, so that was a whole thing. Is a whole thing. I was working two jobs. I was working two jobs because we were in that weird are in that weird gray zone of like, things are open. Um, even though everyone knows they shouldn't be. Uh, and so everyone's like, wear a mask, but then half of everyone is like, mm, not gonna fucking do that. Um, and so second, second wave, spike, whatever you want to call it, the spike, the second wave, the snap, the snapping. Wait, hold on, different universe. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, pretty much during the whole like, pretty much like from when we reopened to now i basically wasn't recording because i was working the whole like spike in cases was happening uh i got a new job uh, the fucking black lives matter protest happened the, like well not they're still happening in a lot of places i think um like 
and I didn't say anything about that while it was hot. I'm upset at myself for many reasons for not getting on the mic sooner to record a more relevant episode. But hey, now we have a lot of things to catch up on. Also, personal life, something that might help explain even more uh, why I've been away. My mom uh, underwent a minor surgery during the pandemic, which is a whole fucking thing. Uh, Surgery is surgery to begin with, but then you also throw fucking pandemic on top of it shit gets a little bit stressful so i was uh trying to be as available as possible to um to like help her out and make sure that we can make rent and shit um it's uh yeah it's been a whole it's been a whole thing uh so you know just just living it one day at a time and it makes it hard to do pockets i was exhausted there for a few weeks for a few weeks i was just i was working both jobs and just like there were some weeks where i only had one day off or if i had two days off they were separated they weren't back to back so then you don't even really you never get like the time necessary to reboot and feel like a human again um so, yeah, but good news, I put in my two weeks, or my notice at uh, my other job, not the new job, the old job, because uh, the old job's a job I've had since I was a teenager, it's time to move on, coming up on 25, goddammit, had that job since I was 15, I, 10 years, 10 years, first, first job, 10 years, that's right, I got loyalty, bitch. If there's one thing you can say about L.J. Sullivan is that he's a loyal ass motherfucker. You, you, I stay around for motherfuckers. You gotta really burn me to make me wanna, make me wanna leave. <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, a lot of shit is going on. Uh, so yeah, man, I'm trying to look in my notes because some of the stuff is like really really relevant oh i started trying to clean and organize my room i started trying to do that whole venture because my room was a goddamn mess so like that's also something that was keeping my attention away from the podcast i've been trying to clean and organize my room and all that really happened is now a bunch of my stuff is out in my living room because i got like halfway through the project and then got distracted and then and now it's just now it's just things are just more of a mess out in the rest of the house and my room is slightly better but not really uh fuck uh what else is going on oh i saw a racist ass boost mobile ad uh i don't know why i felt like writing this down like this needed to be a big part of the podcast but it's in the notes well first of all boost mobiles is still a thing I didn't know Boost Mobile, really, still chugging along. All right, okay, okay all right, okay. Uh, immigrants need phone plans, too. All right. <laughs> that was a little bit fucked up. I'm, I would like to make a formal apology to the entire Twitter community. Uh, <laughs> don't. Don't be angry at me. That wasn't meant to be xenophobic. It was meant to be a, a fun chuckle for everybody. Because when you first come to this country, you're probably poor. 
I don't know why that's the deal. I don't know why that's the perception. I don't, I don't know. Maybe you're not. Maybe y'all was rich and you was just like, you know what? We've hit the ceiling in this country. It's time to go to the land of the free home of the fucking stupid. We won't wear a mask. Boom! Did you see that one coming, bitch? Full circle. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. Boost Mobile still around. But also... Uh, they, they, they're definitely racist. This, this ad I saw was definitely racist cause it was the tagline was when smartphones are expensive, the whole family has to share one. And then they cut to like the biggest possible extended family reunion of black people possible wrestling over a fucking iPhone eight, like, and, and then they're just not with Boost, Boost Mobile. Not with Boost Mobile. It was frustrating. It was very frustrating for me in the moment. What kind of fucking shit is that, man? Black people can afford smartphones. Who do you think we are? <laughs> Everybody can afford smartphones. You see fucking UNICEF commercials with kids in... In, in countries that we were raised to believe weren't as good as America, but clearly they are better because they aren't struggling with coronavirus. <sighs> it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating to, within your lifetime, see just, like, okay, first of all, American myth was always a myth. It was always some bullshit. But to just see the shroud completely torn down. To, like, not even, like, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Just know, like, that the curtain just got ripped down, just burnt up, just went into flames. And the dude behind the curtain is, like, wearing an Uncle Sam mask and choking himself. And I'm going to stop right now. I'm going to, I don't want to. The point is, <laughs> Boost Mobile, get your shit figured out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so now, okay, that was the opening volley. That was the first ten minutes. <laughs> that was a lot of me fucking around, letting you guys know that, like, shit, it's been a while, man. It's been a minute. I'm trying to look, make sure I didn't. That anything else will come over organically, but like, there's just so much stuff in my notes that it's like I gotta update in order to talk to you guys about. Um, let's see here. Oh, I had somebody reach out to me about a community project that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool, like a community, like a, a volunteer. Like, I got a homie who wants to start doing community gardens, and they they came and talked to me about this community gardens idea, and they're really they're really serious about it. They really going getting off the ground with it. Um, and I and when they reached out to me, I was like, "What the fuck do you want my opinion? I don't know shit about dick on gardening. <laughs> like, I don't know nothing. Um, I'd like to know more. I used to do." Uh, garden stuff um more when i was a kid it kind of runs in my family um i ended up pursuing more of the whole cooking thing rather than the gardening i don't know a, a lot of things run in my family we have a lot of cooks a lot of gardeners a lot of artists uh, we're a very creative bunch 
but the point is i was like hey man i don't know nothing about garden um about garden <laughs> i don't i don't know nothing about no garden um so uh he uh was like no that's fine i just wanted to get your opinion on stuff um and so i i went into this pseudo meeting uh coffee venture thing we went and had coffee and we was talking about stuff and then in the middle of the conversation it was funny because like do y'all just ever one day realize you've become an expert in a thing without realizing you were an expert in a thing turns out if you work in kitchens for 10 years <laughs> you you understand some shit about food on a level that some people apparently don't and it's like it becomes this specialized skill i'm not sure if y'all knew this but cooking is a skill it's it's actually one of the last like well here's the thing skilled and non-skilled labor is like a, a terminology used by capitalists to keep the rest of us in our place but that's neither here nor there cooking is a legitimate like you have to invest a lot of time to really know what you're doing when you're cooking um <clears throat> and i've done that i didn't even realize i was doing it and i did it see because to me the cooking thing has always been like a day job because i want to write i want to do comedy i want to do this i want to be a voice actor i want to i want to be in the entertainment field right so the cooking thing has always been like a day job move for me. But then somebody was talking to me about the podcast. Somebody who was listening, I forget who it was. Was it Chris Sunberg? Was it you, Sunberg? Sunberg, I know you're listening. Was it you? Anyway, um, somebody was like, ah, I didn't know that you actually had such a passion for cooking. And I was like, oh, when you put it that way, neither did I. I didn't realize that it was a passion. Uh, but it kind of, honestly, it makes sense because I don't... I'm living my life in such a way that I don't want to do anything that I don't want to do, if that makes sense. So, like, cooking is, like, this thing that I am passionate about, and it is creative, but you can also get paid to do it. And so that then becomes the day job, right? Um, while the other more creative, more self-led things like this become the side hustle for now right until the until the podcast blows up you know what i mean until i'm booking tours you know what i mean uh anyway uh <laughs> so but and the problem with the cooking is when you make it your job is it becomes just another job like i enjoy cooking so much more like i was really enjoying cooking during pandemic during lockdown because I didn't have a job. I didn't have a. I didn't have. I didn't have to go to a place and cook and wash dishes and clean. And so, like doing those things at home were less grating, and I could just fully immerse myself in the creativity of cooking a thing, um, which is fun, which is nice. It really reminds you of like why cooking as the day job is the move um at least for me uh it's kind of what makes the most sense for right now we'll see if that changes i was actually reflecting the other day while i was doing doordash in the pandemic i'm not sure if i talked to you guys about doing doordash during the pandemic but i did doordash during the pandemic uh so while i was doing that i was actually like in reflecting on it the period of time where it was like full lockdown i was only doing doordash 
it was like, damn, that might have been the healthiest I had ever been. Because I was, I was waking up, I was working out, I was going for walks, I was meditating. I was fucking, I only went out into the pandemic air uh, when I absolutely had to, to make a, some quick money. Um, and then fucking retreat back to the lair. You know what I'm saying? Um and I had the mask and the sanitizer and all of that way back before it was politicized. Remember at the beginning of the pandemic when if you were one of the people not in the house, you had a fucking mask on? Like, you just, like, if you, like, everybody was told, stay the fuck inside, and then the people who knew that they had to not stay the fuck inside were like, I'll wear the mask and take every possible precaution this is a goddamn apocalypse i'm gonna dress for the apocalypse like and then fucking they just let the goddamn normies back out and now look at us look where look where that got us when you but that's why the lockdown in the first place they were like listen we could just tell everybody masks and sanitizer and distance but who's gonna listen to us nobody's gonna listen to us every just shut everything the fuck down that's the only way this is gonna work and so that's what they did but then people didn't like that either so they're like fine mask and then nobody wears a goddamn okay so clearly the whole mask debate is this is becoming the mask episode well my friends uh, it's just everywhere all over social media and everything everyone i know is talking about is fucking mask 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 and i wish it wasn't the point of conversation i wish it was just a thing that people did no need to even discuss it, you know? That would be um, ideal. One of the things in my notes is um, apparently figuring out uploads was a nightmare at some point. I don't know what. It, it's pretty easy now. I don't know. But, oh, maybe for YouTube because that's still not, hasn't happened. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. It, fuck, well... Hmm. Trying to decode my notes live, sorry. But, like, uh, no, uploads have actually been going pretty smooth, so that's not, that's neither here nor there. Um, let's see, I want to make sure that we get through any, like, I want to do a full comedy update before I get into some of the more, like, amorphous topics. So let me do a quick, so, there was... Like, a final Comic of the Month stream at the end of lockdown that we did that was super fun. That was great. Um, much more recently, I did a 4th of July funny show stream with the homie Suit Man out of Seattle. We met up at the Northwest uh, Black Comedy Festival um, over there in Portland, uh, which is, like, the last thing I did before the pandemic uh so you know um that that has been fun you know slowly like oh here's the other thing uh, a few open mics are back and my notes says comedy is back um but also right next to it covid19 is still here um it's an interesting zone because like they're letting things stay open right so some of the venues that used to do comedy want comedy back um and the comedians want comedy back some of them um and my whole stance on the matter is look man if they're gonna make me go to work 
if we're gonna sit here and pretend like oh if everyone just wears a mask and sanitize and distance then we'll be fine but then people ignore doing that here's the thing everyone at open mics everyone at comedy shows really wants those things to be back like regularly um so they all we all wear the mask we all wear the masks and bring hand sanitizer and if we haven't been in regular contact through the whole pandemic anyway because we spam um then we fucking separate ourselves. We distance ourselves. Even when it comes to uh, smoking weed before or after the show, um, the like circles have gotten smaller and more privatized and more like bring your own shit. Um, at least I've been trying to enforce that subliminally amongst the populace. Surprise, motherfuckers. Did you notice? I like taking coffee breaks. I like taking sip breaks. I hope it's not grating to anyone. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Um, I talked about the community projects thing. Becoming aware I was an expert in food. Oh, yeah. We were doing the comedy stuff. Comedy is back. Oh, yeah. My whole stance on the matter with the, like, uh, yeah, if we're going to... If you're going to make me go to work, like, I don't want my whole life to be the fucking salt mines. I don't want my whole existence, like, it's the worldwide pandemic, but also you're still uh, trapped as a labor horse in capitalism. So, go to work every day, go home, go to bed, go to work, go home, go to bed, go to work, go home, go to bed. No. I refuse to exist that way. I refuse. I flat out fucking refuse to exist that way. So I'm going to fucking go to an open mic. If you're going to if you're going to open up everything else, then we're going to fucking open up con- You can't expect human beings to just be workhorses, to just go to work and then quarantine it's either we're full quarantining and there's no work everyone stays at home and does whatever the fuck they want at home or it's fucking full society mode you don't get a gray area and i wish we did i wish we could have a gray area where everyone wore the masks but apparently that's impossible so (laughs) like i'm not gonna i'm not going to like modulate my existence if there's no there's no support from society so i'm not going like do you get what i'm saying that like if we shut everything down then i would be fine i would just stay at home and do this i would be totally cool with that and and if we didn't have to pay for anything rent and mortgage freezes and all that then fine, I will stay home and not do anything and not even complain about it, especially if it's not being enforced by asshole cops. If you just ask politely, I will do so. If you got asshole cops marching in the streets, that's a whole different story. If you try and do it by force, if you try and make people stay inside by force, that's a whole other scenario. But if you just ask nicely and pay me to do so, then absolutely, 100%, I'll stay the fucking side. No open mics. You got it, sir. But here's the thing. As soon as you start saying, well, you need to get back to work, the American economy, blah, 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 bullshit, 
fucking conservative rhetoric, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the thing that makes me, that makes existing in shitty ass capitalism tolerable to me. I, I don't understand the disconnect there. Like, we are so much more strict in the comedy community about, like, wearing masks. We were doing it before shit shut down. Before shit even shut down, we were adapting to, like, everyone wear a mask, sanitize the mic in between comedians. Like, we were ahead of the goddamn curve. (sighs) My point is that if we're going to exist in this gray area, like, don't, like, if we're gonna make people labor, then don't tell people not to be, uh, creative human beings. Like, if we're gonna, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, human beings have, like, an inherent need to kind of, kind of do a thing, like cave paintings, (laughs) So, if you if you lock us in our caves, we'll just do the cave paintings. But, if you're going to force us out into the wilds, we're going to figure something else out. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> do you get where I'm coming from on this? I'm going to try and move past it. Because the comedy update became about masks again. I'm sorry that everything's circling back to masks. Everything shouldn't circle back to masks. Fuck. I'm becoming what I hate. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Just, just sort of, just internalize that. Just compress it down. Just figure that out. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, we're gonna go into like all the random stuff in notes. Um, not big topics. Like, I have a whole rant on laziness planned. I want to say more about the Black Lives Matter protest. Hold on, I should be marking these in the notes. Hold on. And you guys, I know that. Okay, so some of you have talked about there's too much talking about the podcast on the podcast. Now, I understand what you're saying, but like also what I'm doing right now, the 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 notes thing, I does that qualify? Does that qualify as talking about the podcast on the podcast? I don't know, man. Um <laughs> Here's the thing. Oh, Figuring out uploads probably qualified as... I'm glad I didn't remember that whole topic then. We just we just kind of breezed right over it. Okay. Um, we did the housekeeping. We did comedy updates. I talked about the new job. Mom's surgery. If you guys want to know about my mom's... More about my mom's surgery. More about me. More about her. Um, my mom is a breast cancer survivor. Woot woot. Um, so... <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> uh so but then uh so she made it through breast cancer but then she got uh an implant on the side that uh was giving her problems and then fucking american medical system capitalist bastards recall on that um apparently it was fucking with some people so she had to get that taken care of um but it was planned for like Like, before the whole pandemic happened, this was planned, and then the pandemic happened, and it kept getting pushed back, and she was really frustrated with it, and then it finally happened, but it was during the pandemic, so she had to be isolated, like, away for a few weeks. Um, It was a whole thing, Um, but hey, we got through it, 
she's back home now, doing great, getting back to work. Everything is honky dory. Is that the saying? Hunky dory, hamalama. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, that was fun for me. I don't care what how you feel. Actually, I do. You're the listener. You're everything to me right now. God damn it. <laughs> Especially since. Also, the open mics right now, it's not like they're getting packed. I want people to understand that. It's not like it's a full room. Like, first of all, every place is doing half capacity. And fucking uh, almost nobody wants to go out right now. So it's like a table of four people who, to be there, they know they have to wear masks. So they're wearing masks. Like, it's a whole thing. Um, and then the rest are just comics, and the comics have all pretty much been staying in touch with each other during the fucking coronavirus thing, like, because that's who we socialize with. So it's almost impossible to get us to not, like, fucking see, like, if somebody needs something, you call a fucking comic. So you've seen at least some comedian... Every comedian is closer, not as close with varying other comedians, but we all, through the fucking social networking, six degrees of separation, fucking, we all, we're a a fucking unit. I'm not sure if you all understand that, the ones listening, but, like, we all, through interacting with one another, have interacted with all of each other. Um, So... There you go. Like, we're kind of one giant quarantine pod, is what I'm saying. So if you're a comedian, yeah, don't, you probably shouldn't worry about it. Um, <clears throat> oh, I had an interaction with a piece of shit asshole in Winco during the pandemic, but I've been doing that on stage already, so I, I, I see no reason to do that here on the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I just did that. Yeah, no. Watch the stand-up, motherfucker. Um, actually, that bit's probably not online. Actually, it is. It is online on one of the many streams that I've done. So, like, fucking go on Facebook and go down that rabbit hole. Uh, the Lounge at the End of the Universe. Uh, Suit Man, Blue City Artists. All those people have been helping me out. Um, continuing to do comedy during the pandemic in an even more safe way than socially distanced open mics, fucking, and just streaming shows. The only audience is the online audience. And cool thing to come out of that is we're now streaming the open mics down at the lounge at the end of the universe. You can you can watch the open mic without even coming to the open mic. Yo, motherfucker, what? What? Future. Future. That is right bitch future yeah pretty soon it's gonna be like a vr like fucking integrated space so you could walk around at the lounge at the end of the universe in vr at the open mic dude i'm like i don't know when that's gonna happen but i'm almost positive that'll happen someday Mm. did we talk about liquid closing on this podcast Boise's only comedy club, Liquid Lounge, um, well, didn't close, pardon me, but they're no longer a fucking comedy club, so they're closed to me. Um, <laughs> like, now it's a pool hall and an arcade. Fun. Um, like, I get it. You're a business. Do whatever you gotta do. Um, 
But luckily enough, the lounge really stepped up. They got all the old cocktail tables and the chairs and stuff from Liquid. So they're set up to do a bunch of shows. I'm already booked there coming up this weekend. That's right. Not this weekend, next weekend. It's a whole thing. Um, It's a really fun space, man. There's like an art gallery um it's great it's at the what is it the gym center for the arts or whatever the lounge at the end of the universe is just one space in this building of many artist spaces it's a it it, it's a whole thing it's great it's where comedy should be happening honestly because it's what it's artist run and the best comedy clubs are always the comedy clubs ran by the comedians so if the comedy part of this like local artists hub is ran by comedians then fucking a man um and then uh yeah so I think that concludes the comedy update. Oh, hey, here's another thing. Um, I got, uh, I had to take a COVID test. I had to do the thing. Uh, so much less painful than the media has made it out to be. Everyone, go get tested. Actually, it's a little bit annoying to figure out how to get tested. They make it sort of difficult to get tested depending on where you live, which is fucking weird. Um... But there should be, like, you want to look into the free clinics near you. You want to look into, like, uh, urgent care. (laughs) Which I know sounds not real, but yes, that's where you want to look into. There's probably at least one within, like, a 10-mile radius of you if you live in a subtly urbanized area. I don't know, man. I'm not a... I'm not a public health official. Don't listen to me. Just I'm just saying, if everyone got tested, that would help a lot. That would help immensely. And everyone's worried about it being covered, but I'm pretty sure my insurance covered it. I haven't gotten billed. Um, so fucking, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Test results. Negative, by the way. Didn't have it. Did not have the Rona. Ooh, what are these things in the notes? Oh, these were things that I start in the notes for in case we run out of time. Haha, ha, don't think that's going to happen. Um, but, uh, yeah. Oh, here's a thing that we can talk about real quick. Um, during the pandemic, during, the, during, during lockdown, while well, I still had a lot of time on my hands, Jesus fucking Christ, I am sweating so much. I have I'm sweating through my shirt right now talking to you people. I don't even know why. I don't is it the coffee? Is it caffeine? Does caffeine make fuck? Anyway. <laughs> um I'm just excited, probably. Yeah, that's probably it. I'm excited. Um so in the pandemic, I was doing story circles, um, which if you don't know what a story circle is, you need to look into Dan Harmon and fucking story circles. Um, <laughs> if you're not aware of Dan Harmon's genius, writer and creator of Community, as well as Rick and Morty, well, then <laughs> I don't know what to do for you. <laughs> anyway, so uh, it's funny. I've had... Uh, an idea for a fantasy novel, like old school Lord of the Rings, a fucking series of fantasy novels. Um, I've had an idea since like fucking 
sixth grade in my dome, in my brain. Tried to write it when I was a child. Did not have the ability. Um, circled back to it a year or two later. Still did not have the ability. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I've told you guys about the graphic novel. One of the characters in the graphic novel is actually, they were a side character in the fantasy novel grafted over into the graphic novel. So it sort of links the two universes in my mind, which I know this means nothing to anyone else, but to me it was a cool move. Um, like this adjunct character to the main character in the fantasy novel that I came up with as a child, then was transposed into the graphic novel that I then uh, uh, was writing as like a freshman in college um, when I was like 18 or whatever so or first started writing still writing still working on it actually haven't been since I've been working when I neglect the podcast just know I'm also neglecting writing so if there's been a big huge break in the podcast you know I also haven't been doing the other things that I need to be doing like to, as a creative like I hate that whole thing like are you a writer who doesn't write um because it's true fucking resistance man it's a son of a bitch um uh, gotta fight through it though that's what we're doing right now we're doing the thing we're doing the thing right now uh anyway uh i went back um now as an adult and revisited the ideas of that original fantasy novel and i started doing story circles for him which is where you sort of um work out on paper you sort of plot out like the whole hero's journey and the story and like what's gonna happen and the major turning points um if you uh, remember high school, you probably got like a, you probably got a fucking a lecture on like uh, the hero's journey, um, and the story circle, uh, thanks to Dan Harmon, distills that sort of overly complicated idea. Some people have story circles with like hella steps. Dan breaks it down to just like I think it's like eight steps. Um, six steps, something like that, like a low number of steps, just that, and if you can fill out the whole story circle, then it's like you've got, uh, you've sort of mapped it out, and now, I, it's like, uh, the, it's like, uh, it really is a road map for you, the writer, to make sure that, um, you're sort of hitting the, 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 like, um, the landmarks, the important destinations of the story as you tell it, uh, to make sure it's being told efficiently. At least that's how, how I see it. I'd really love to sit down with Dan Harmon one day and talk to him about his goddamn story circles. Um, but anyway, so I, uh, I started mapping out. I had a day. I went on a fucking tear, and I just started mapping out a bunch of story circles. Cause I didn't just do it for um, I didn't just do it for that first fantasy novel. I did it for a lot of the characters in the graphic novel, and um, it just really helps you sort of know where things are going, what needs to happen. Speaking of the graphic novel, I need to get back into that. <clears throat> I came up. Um, I hit a little bit of a wall. There was like a like a negotiation that needed to be written, and I wasn't really. I was like, 
oh man, I don't know how to write this negotiation. But then I had one of those moments where where it's like a full on brain blast, and you you uh, you understand how you I understood how I needed to write the negotiation. Um, and I was like, oh man. I need to write this before I forget about it. And then I didn't. Um, <laughs> and then I did. I totally fucking didn't. Totally didn't fucking sit down and write it right when it came to me. So I still kind of in my mind know what it was. But it's not going to be as fresh or as clear. I'm going to have to really sit down and work through it. Again, resistance. Again, with the fucking resistance. Um, uh that term comes from, well, to me, it comes from fucking Joey Diaz and his podcast, but he talks about a book called The War of Art, I believe it, because there's The Art of War, which is on my bookshelf, which is cleaned and organized now. Um, anyway, uh, The War of Art is a different book uh, that is sort of about, like, uh, just, like, being an artist and creativity and, like... Uh, being like productive as a creative person which creative people often find oftentimes difficult to be productive um with any true sense of the word maybe like we get like spurts of it here and there you know um it's a it's a whole thing uh i really want to get that book i really want to read it um, okay, so we talked about story circles. Um, we're just going through, like, the random shit in the notes until I can get to the more, like, big stuff that is probably going to be, like, more ranty and take up more time. Because that might also be transposed into the next episode because we're already, what, 40 minutes in. Yeet, yeet. Um, that's the thing, man, is I always worry about not having enough for you guys and then i get on here and i just i get talking and then suddenly i look at the the fucking boards the timer the recorder thing and i'm like oh shit we're 40 minutes in like and what's crazy is like i'll at the beginning i'll look up like oh no i'm only 10 minutes in how am i gonna last another and then it just it, it just happens it just we get we arrive here at 41 minutes and i'm like holy shit what where did the time go um if I can, I might actually just right now for me go directly into episode eight so we can bank that too. Talking about the podcast on the podcast, don't do it, LJ. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. I'm trying. I, I've been getting some really good feedback from everybody listening. I appreciate everyone who is listening, um, friends, uh, uh, peers, loved ones. Uh, thank you. Uh, on the metrics, oh, wait, this would be talking that if I talk about the analytics on the podcast, that's talking about the podcast on the podcast. Okay, hold on. I know I have a core group of listeners, and I'm very appreciative to that core group of listeners. Um, you guys, we need, we, need, we got to pump the numbers up. <laughs> I need you guys to start sharing it. I need you guys to start telling other people about it. Start doing the, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm as the host of the podcast, I should be leading promotion of the podcast, which I'm trying to do, but I need help. Need you guys need you there. Um, so tell your friends that that was an ad in the middle of the podcast for the podcast. Boom. Anyway, uh, so let's talk about 
real quick. Just sort of like fun entertainment things that I've been taking part in. Um, my friend got me to watch the series on Netflix, Mindhunters. If you haven't watched Mindhunters and you like serial killers, fucking watch Mindhunters because that shit is fascinating. It's written by uh, David Finch. Fincher? Finch? Finch? Fincher? Finch? Um, fuck. Anyway, uh, he did Fight Club. Uh, the dude who directed Fight Club. And I think, like, fucking Charlize Theron or some... Who is it? Some powerhouse female actress. I should know her name. Fucking patriarchy. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I think she's like a co-executive uh, producer on it as well. And it's based off of like a true crime podcast. It's fucking good. It's so good. Um, upsetting news though. I watched the first two seasons and found out that the director fucking finch fincher whoever it is is like taking a break to go work on a few other projects so like season three isn't gonna happen for a long time all of the actors were like released from their contracts so they can go do other stuff now god damn it (sighs) it's not often that i find something like a like a crime show that i like but this one dives deep into like the psychology of uh of serial killers and stuff and like just like uh sort of like deviant abnormal behaviors and shit and it's like it's about the the birth of the fbi's behavioral crime unit it was was oh shit need to look into this and also like they raised some interesting questions in it um in regards to like like because they're doing psychological profiling and like it's interesting because, like, the people on the ground doing the psychological profiling do, like, rather rapidly come to this place of, like, well, we can anticipate who's going to do what, like, before they even do it. And then the people at the top in the FBI are like, whoa, 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 legal <laughs> ethics. <laughs> they were like, you can't, you can't police thought. <laughs> like, like you can't. <laughs> it was uh, in interesting things brought up in that show. Also, uh, race they deal because uh, in the end of the second season or like the back half of the second season, uh, they get called into Atlanta to deal with this uh, this serial killer in Atlanta that's abducting children. Um, and uh, obviously the people from the FBI uh, in this crime unit are fucking white. And so, like, they come into, like, this, this like, largely black city of Atlanta and, like, just, just the politics and everything is going on and like that's like a whole thing they have to adapt to and like they gotta like they 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 were being so like ham-fisted with their methods in other places because they were all they were they've been doing like rural town usa jobs up to this point and then they fucking get to a place where like there's politics and a mayor and fucking newspapers and shit it becomes this whole thing anyway mind hunters netflix really good check it out you're gonna love it um been re-watching Avatar The Last Airbender, really taking my time with it. I know a lot of people who re-watched it and continue to re-watch it and are on like their fourth, fifth re-watch of it because it's on Netflix. Um, but it's not a background show for me. Like It's not like The Office or Parks and Rec or that 70s show. Um, have we done an episode where I talk about all the reasons I love that 70s show? Fuck. 
we might have to do that. Um, but that's neither. That's not what we're talking about right now. Playing Avatar: The Last Airbender. Been rewatching that. I just finished season two rolling into season three and this is why i wanted to take my time with it when season three was coming out i was aging out of nickelodeon a little bit and like paying less attention to the final seasons i would see like like if i saw an ad for like one of the big episodes i'd watch the big episodes like i've seen the bloodbending episode i've seen like a few of the other episodes and the Sokka um sword training episode like uh and the 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 finale the two-part finale um so like i've seen parts here and there of season three but it's the season i'm least familiar with and i was even a little bit iffy on some of the stuff in the back half of season two so that's why i really wanted to take my time and uh really really sit down to watch that you know when i watch it so been doing that also here's a fun announcement um been thinking of getting started with some D D again uh so the uh most of you don't know uh okay whew, this is a whole big topic D D dungeons and dragons Woo! Uh, if you're not familiar with it, get familiar with it because it might be a thing coming to the podcast one day. Um, because uh, me and some friends uh, a few years ago had a game going, um, very homebrewed house rules um, via your man uh, right here, me. I tried to basically create my own tabletop role playing game that was more leaning into the role playing than the actual like uh than the 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 like the gaming dynamics of it all you know um just to see if my friends were into D D, and turns out people love D D. Um, but then also turns out life happens and eventually, uh, every, uh, every game, every campaign fizzles out. Didn't know that starting out, uh, something I learned over the course of watching DM videos. Um, <laughs> but, uh, very rarely does a D&D campaign have like a satisfying conclusion to the story. Um, <laughs> but sometimes it happens and it should be celebrated when it does. Um. In any case, um, I've been thinking of getting an actual formal round of, like, 5e uh, D&D going. I've been, uh, for a few years now, a year or two now, been sitting on a whole setting, whole campaign, whole thing. Um, starts out, uh, like, uh, the there's the world. I've, I've sort of built my own sort of, like... Uh, continent world situation um and then uh you start in like one city and there's it's like a, an old school D D module module fucking adventure thing uh just sort of uh tweaked a little bit for my setting and updated to 5e rules um and that's like where you what how you start but then it becomes much more of a sandbox after that um so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I have a few friends who have been in the quarantine pod who I'm trying to get, uh, into playing and, uh, I'm going to put the call out probably on social media that if you would like to play 
to uh, I'm probably gonna set up like a private group on Facebook where we can also share D and D memes and stuff. Um, and uh, like I'll I'll pull players from that group. Um, whoever's um, whoever's comfortable um, at whatever point in Corona we decide to do it. Like if you've been taking precautions and you know we've been taking precautions and you're comfortable with that, I'm comfortable with that. It's like you know it's just a conversation that needs to be had. Um, but also uh, maybe you're not comfortable with that. Hey, cool. We'll wait. Um, we will wait. Um, not for you. The game will probably still be played. Even with it's just like the three or four people in my quarantine pod who I can get to play. Um, or force them to play. Um, it's still it's still probably going to happen. Um, but then if you're in that Facebook group when I need to cycle in new players, it, it'll be announced in that group. You'll know. And that'll be much further down the line. Hopefully Corona won't be a thing anymore. Um, good news. The other day I heard about a vaccine that's hidden, um, that's doing good in the trials. Apparently 45 people, um, developed antibodies. So fucking yay, I guess. I don't know. Um, hopefully, um, in about a year or so, (laughs) fuck man. I hate that the timetable now is like oh oh, maybe a year year and a half like fuck dude really (sighs) (sighs) i had such big plans man i had such big plans this year in terms of like like that festival was gonna be the first of two festivals oh comedy fort got pushed back again comedy fort is now again next year right move yes frustrating yes um so uh, the Northwest Black Comedy Festival was, uh, supposed to be the first of two, and then I was also gonna try and go to Chicago. Good news, all the stimulus money made it really easy to save money to have to go to Chicago as soon as I'm ready to go to Chicago, but that's only gonna happen once fucking COVID season has cooled off, so who knows when that that is and maybe fucking airline tickets will the prices will skyrocket as soon as there's word of like a vaccine or treatment because people will be like fucking travel time bitches Uh. that was a bong hit not sure if you heard it keeping it in um actually have you guys noticed that sometimes i'll say i'm keeping a thing in or question if it's going to be edited and then it feels like it's edited <laughs> i'm learning editing dude um it's still i'm still not good at it but <laughs> i'm more willing to take risks and shit um so that's cool um anyway so, oh, fuck, I lost my place in the notes. Oh, we were talking about D&D there for a second. We talked about D&D. Um, okay, so uh, we're going to table 
the Black Lives Matter protests and riots stuff, because that's obviously going to be, I'm going to have a lot to say about that. Um, Hey, listener, if you didn't know, the person recording this podcast is a biracial individual. That's right. Mom's white, dad's black. Um, So I have feelings. Um, (laughs) Like the rest of humanity, I have feelings. Um, no, I mean, I have feelings and opinions on the Black Lives Matter protests and stuff, and it's probably what you think. It's probably what you think, unless you have a totally shit read on me as a person. Um, then probably not what you think. I don't know. Uh, stick around for the next episode to figure out his opinions. Uh, did you like my announcer voice right there? The, like, the, like, next time on Dragon Ball Z! That guy? Yeah, I love that guy. Uh, anyway, uh, we're also going to table, I do want to talk about, like, my theories and the hype for, um, Marvel Phase 4 and 5 and the shit they got coming out on Disney+. Plus. Like, especially since... It feels like we're not getting anything right now because Corona. I really want to do like like theory talk and like get into the deep, the nitty gritty of it all with you guys, um, and fucking go deep sort of MCU talk. Um, I don't know. I kind of want to do that by myself, but I also kind of want to get a guest in to do that with me. I don't want to tell you guys who. Um, but it might be fun to have a guest that episode. Also, be on notice, y'all. Guests coming soon. Guests on the podcast coming soon. That's one of the things that I've been hearing from people. They think, uh, like, uh, even the people who like the just me ranting are like, it might be good to have somebody to bounce off of once in a while. And I agree. It's always been intended to have guests. Um so we'll probably get a couple guests on here soon. I got a few people I want to talk to. Um, the first guest is going to be a big surprise for everyone, except for the one person who helped me come up with who the first guest is going to be. Uh, I don't want to spoil that for you guys, but it's coming. It's going to happen. Uh, but uh, then the second guest might be like a Marvel talk guest like we might just sit down to talk about nerd shit for an hour um so we'll we'll see we'll see what happens there um and that leaves us with i think what i kind of wanted to end on the last little thing that i wanted to talk about probably not super quick but a little bit quick like (sighs) i okay i'm i don't have kids In case any of you didn't know, you all know that. Um, So who am I to talk about parenting, right? I don't, that's not, that's not necessarily my place, right? But I got to tell you guys, you really, like, if you ever, if you're a person with children, or if you find yourself in charge of children, be real careful with, like, judgmental type language because you don't know how that's gonna affect that child for like the rest of their life um and what i'm getting at here um is don't call children lazy um even if to you they appear to be lazy you don't here's the thing you don't know 
what's going on with a child internally. So they might not be being lazy. They might be they might just be thoughtful, contemplative. And so then you calling them lazy like kids are doing so much more than you realize in the moment, I think, because I ha- I think adults have a tendency to minimize children and not understand them as like full human beings. They're just tiny ones. You know what I'm saying? Like, as much as you have going on internally, they have going on internally. But they also, they haven't had it going on as long, so they don't understand it nearly as well. And you probably, as an adult, feel like you don't understand a large percentage of what's going on with you internally. Unless you do a lot of work on that. And so, like, of course they're going to be confused. And my point is, don't call kids lazy. Uh, I reposted a thing earlier uh or last night about like don't it was about like kids and video games like you got to understand that when a kid is playing a video game it's not like it's not just like this escape thing like there's multiple things going on with a video game they're they're learning and honing different skills with video games and i'd say the same thing with like watching uh if they're watching like uh watching a lot of tv if they're watching a lot of tv or if they're um if they're listening or watching a lot of youtube videos or listening to a lot of music and and, and so like those behavior on the outside just with the sound we're gonna struggle through it here on the uh just the last few minutes of the podcast hold on that looks like it evened it out, yeah? Did that even things out? I think we're I think we're doing better. Uh no, things are still looking a little bit weird. Point is, don't call kids lazy. They're always doing so much more than you could possibly realize. They're always they're always taking in information and doing stuff. And when you call them lazy, it becomes detrimental to them later in life. You end up with somebody who works like two three jobs has a podcast and a bunch of creative projects but still has trouble perceiving themselves as really contributing anything that matters to society and that that can be a shitty place to be so hey don't call kids lazy um also i want to make something real clear here uh like it's it's not just a parenting thing parents if you see um like a kid if you see a kid being called lazy by someone who isn't you, but like like that's your kid, or if you're a kid being called lazy by somebody who is or isn't their parents, it's just you gotta be careful with the way that uh, the way that you talk to kids. Anyway, that's a weird note to end this episode on, but I really do need to end it and then uh, listen back and see what was going on there because the boards are freaking out right now. All right, you guys, uh, this is the end of this episode. Uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Actually, I'm probably going to start reco- recording the next episode right now, um, so I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, peace, love. It's been your boy, that fucking podcast, that fucking guy, LJ Sullivan. I'm out.